Now, the program to help you and your family get fit and stay fit with a biblical foundation without a one-size-fits-all plan. It's Faith Family Fitness with your host, Full Armor Sports and National Champion Coach, Jason Lupo. Welcome back to another episode of Faith Family Fitness. Today we're talking about a wide variety of subjects. Our main focus is going to be on neuromuscular plasticity. We're going to talk about neuromuscular plasticity, everything having to do with the rewiring of our nervous system as it relates to sport and learning and training. But we're also going to touch on some uh, pretty hot topic current events that have been a portion of the dialogue on this show over the last couple weeks. Uh, we we want to bring up and continue to bring up the stories that are truly impacting your families and your kids. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about how all of this is interrelated. So stay with us. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be back after a brief timeout. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, is now registering for school year sports programs. Full Armor is a multi-sport teaching and training organization with homeschool options available. All of Full Armor Sports coaches are certified and experts in their field. Full Armor's coaches combine for over 500 years of coaching experience. They will help your kids gain fundamental skills, the concepts of teamwork, essential to being successful throughout their lives. Multiple sports options are available now, from swimming, softball and volleyball, to powerlifting and youth MMA. The faith-based approach to making sports fun and productive are a great choice for your kids at Full Armor Sports Teams. Learn more at FullArmorSportsTeams.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today we're talking about a wide variety of topics. We're going to start with some current events that are coming out that affect your family and your health. And so the first one is this story in uh, coming to us from Vermont, Mid-Vermont Christian School. Their girls basketball team dropped out of the state tournament championship playoffs due to the opposing team starting a biological male transgender student. The head of the institution, Vicki Fogg, told Fox News that allowing biological males to participate in women's sports sets a bad precedent for the future of women's sports in general. And a number of states have already created laws uh, in, in regards to this transgender situation. We saw a bill hit the floor of the House in Colorado uh, trying to ban biological males from competing in women's sports. And it's not a prejudicial law that was trying to be passed. It's a law that's protecting these young ladies, giving them a fair place to compete, giving them fair competition, making sure that they're not going to get injured by by competing against biological males that are that are twice the size. Because after puberty, the, the conversation goes well beyond just testosterone and sex hormones. They have differences in hips, differences in 
in uh, bone density, in lung capacity, in heart capacity. There's differences all over the place in terms of the differences between males and females in sport competing. And when you're talking about a contact sport like basketball, that size difference, those differences could also bring about a safety concern. Not to mention the fact that there's a a significant performance enhancement factor in play. And so we talked about this on the show. We talked about this with the Ivan Proporov story. And one of the key topics was, I said, this is coming to a high school basketball gym near you. This is coming to a college campus near you. And now we are seeing it, not only three, four weeks later, here we have it. We have a similar situation in a high school gym happening right now. And it's going to get closer and closer and closer to your hometown. And nobody is protected from the woke agenda swooping in and essentially destroying girls' sports. Now, the the second article that we have is a conversation that continues kind of on last week in terms of in terms of healthcare, but also in terms of if you go all the way back when we talk about nutrition and food pyramids, all that stuff, and and what goes on in our healthcare system and in how our food sources are becoming catastrophic. And and this one is artificial sweeteners, specifically erythritol and cardiac event risk. And so this is a study that just came out. Witkowski, all artificial sweetener, erythritol, and cardiac event risk. Study goes on to find that those with the highest blood concentration of sugar substitute were more likely to have a stroke or heart attack. It also showed that when giving this sugar substitute erythritol to mice, it promoted blood clot formation. Also noted that these sugar alcohol erythritol stays in the bloodstream for longer than two days. So when we talk about compounds, when we talk about medicine, when we talk about sugar substitute chemicals in the body, uh, we we talk about half-life, right? How long does it take for half of that substance to rid itself from the body? And so erythritol will stay in the body in, in concentrations that are detectable for more than two days. And when it stays in the bloodstream for more than two days, we also know that it is capable of increasing clot formation. And if you take most people that are, that are consuming these sugar substitutes, be it whatever it is, be it, uh, you know, saccharin, be it sucralose, be it aspartame, be it erythritol, all of those stay in the bloodstream for an extended period of time. And if you want to go even deeper into the science when it comes to insulin response, all this other stuff in terms of is sugar substitutes actually going to be healthier for you, that's a conversation for another day that we're not necessarily going to touch on. What we are going to touch on is the fact that this does not rid itself in the bloodstream. The people that use sugar, sugar substitutes are using them on a regular basis, which means they're constantly maintaining a level of sugar substitute in the blood. It's it, we don't tend to see it where it's, you know, somebody consumes 
a, a soda or a candy with erythritol in it and then doesn't consume any sugar, alcohol, erythritol substance for another month. No, the, the people that are using sugar substitutes are using them consistently. And we know that it increases clot formation. So it's a, it's a rather large study. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. I don't believe that it'll go anywhere. We constantly see studies similar to this in terms of a majority of our sugar substitutes. We also see it with majority of our preservatives as well. And yet these studies fall on deaf ears because ultimately at the end of the day, they're still going to be legal in this country regardless of how many people it is harming and killing on any given day. So we, we see a, a, a complete, uh, our, our fears and our anger are at complete odds with, with each other. And I say that because when we have responses to crises that affect a small amount of people, right? It, it, or even a, a big chunk of people, right? Let's take 9-11, for example. Thousands of people died on 9-11 in New York City. And we're upset about it, right? The country came together. We, we were upset. Everybody huddled together. Everybody was praying. But at the same time, we have decisions being made in our government, allowing things like this. And our number top three disease killers in this country, including cancer and heart disease, are being spurred on by these things, and they're not being stopped, killing way more than a thousand people. So we, we have to reframe in a, in a little ways our anger and bring it back to the fact that we don't have clean food, we don't have food that is safe for us to consume, face, safe for us to, to feed our families that doesn't have these, you know, hormones and things like that. And we know that the age of onset of puberty has dropped in this country. So kids are starting puberty at an earlier age. And it can only be linked to the hormones that are in our foods. And is that right? I mean, we, we can go on another gosh knows how long on that topic. And maybe it'll be a topic of our show soon. But it goes back to say that we have to be upset. And going back to last week, ask the tough questions. And the tough questions at this point is, when these research articles continue to come out on these sugar substitutes, why are they still legal in this country and that's something that needs to be answered and i don't know as though we will have that answer anytime soon but today's topic the topic that i want to bring to you today in regards to sport in regards to your training and your fitness journey is the idea of neuromuscular plasticity it's defined as the ability of the central nervous system to form and reform nerve connections between the brain and muscles of the body in response to education, 
or to reroute messages around sites of damage or injury to restore muscle function. And so it's interesting when we say uh, muscle memory because our, our, our muscles themselves don't have memory, right? There's nothing about our muscles that have memory. And, and it's interesting to follow the research of neuromusculoplasticity and of skill development. And you, you look at Dan Coyle's book, Talent Code, right? It, and he talks about this laying of myelin in, in deeper amounts to speed up the connectivity in neuromuscular patterns that are practiced over and over and over. The idea, though, behind neuromuscular plasticity, this, this, this keyword plasticity means change, right? So we know that our neuromuscular networks are capable of changing. Now, the debate as to how hard, how difficult it is to change, at what age does it become harder, all those are very valid questions. But the key point is you can change those neuromuscular networks in terms of skill development, especially in kids, but even in adults. And so what that means is we can still fix technique flaws and we can still teach an old dog new tricks. Given this idea of neuromuscular plasticity. Basically, as we perform a movement, as we perform, let's say, a squat, for instance, the first response that we're going to see in children and adults when you start exercise, and we've talked about this on the show, the first response that we see is neuromotor recruitment, which means that our body is getting better and better and better at recruiting more motor units to fire, which in turn is going to fire more muscle fibers and and we're getting kind of uh, shallow in some of this stuff. You can go much deeper in terms of uh, the physiology behind this, but we're firing more muscle to do the work. At that point, we're not talking about hypertrophy, right? The growth of the muscle fibers. We're not talking about energy utilization. We're not talking about any of the other stuff that goes into performing a task. We're just talking about the first thing to respond is the nervous system. We're going to respond with the nervous system to fire more muscle. And we see this over and over. And that's why you have this giant growth of uh, improvement at the start of exercise when somebody does not has come off of the couch, let's say. Because the nervous system responds so quickly. But what happens is, and what is theorized in a lot of the literature is, as you continue to do a sport or continue to do a movement pattern, myelin strengthens that nervous system pattern, that motor pattern. And so you become better and better and more efficient at firing in that order in those nervous system patterns. And that has long been kind of why we see a lot of sports and and a lot of activities train the way that they do, right? If you walk into a ballet school, 
you're going to see them going through the same motions over and over and over, laying down these myelin networks to make those movement patterns easier, faster, more efficient. However, this becomes a problem when our athletes or you or anybody decides that they're going to train and starts to do so with bad technique because we start laying myelin on the wrong neural network. It's like running down the wrong road. And so we have to change that. The cool thing is that we can change it. Plasticity, neuromuscular plasticity. We have the ability to change this. So we can direct course into the right direction. It is not easy because now we've laid down myelin and we've created efficiencies in our inefficiencies. And that's a critical topic, right? We've created efficiencies in our inefficiencies. Now we have to stop that. We have to go down the right road and we have to lay down new myelin sheath and new patterns of myelin. The way that we've found the best way to do this is by deliberate practice. By deliberate practice, which means that we are consistently training the way that we want to. We're using our nervous system, we're using all of our senses to reinforce those patterns. And so we give a lot of commands as coaches or direction pointers in terms of coaches as look, see, feel, right? It might even be hear. I can't think of one off the top of my head where I'm asking an athlete to hear something, but it could be the case. And so we're laying these new systems of myelin. But the important part is, is that it can change, but it's not easy. And so if you are in this boat where you are trying to make improvements in your sport, and let's say you are trying to make nervous system changes, this neuromuscular changes, maybe it's in your golf swing, maybe it's in your tennis serve, your swimming technique, your weightlifting technique, it can be done, but it has to be deliberate. And it has to be consistent. You have to consistently, every single time that you do it, try to make that change. The upside is, is even in professional athletics, we continue to see athletes strive to make changes and improve technique and to change technique. We're going to take a brief time out. When we come back, we're going to wrap this episode up and review all of the fun stuff we've been talking about over the course of this show. Thanks for listening to Faith Family Fitness, a presentation of Full Armor Sports Teams. Teamwork is at the core of any successful organization. At Full Armor Sports, led by national champion coach Jason Lupo, a Christ-centered approach to sports fundamentals and fitness has earned his company the respect of athletes and their parents. Full Armor Sports is committed to helping youth in our community experience growth through sports and to strive for improvement and excellence. Further, youth compete as individuals coming together with a sense of teamwork, camaraderie, and support for one another. At Full Armor Sports, the reality is achievements, failures, wins, and losses eventually fade away. 
but the bonds team members form through competition evolve into relationships lasting forever. Learn more at FullArmorSports.com. Welcome back to Faith Family Fitness on 100.7 The Word. Today we talked about a wide variety of subjects. We started with our current events talking about uh, the Mid-Vermont Christian School girls basketball team who dropped out of their state championship playoffs in regards to the opposing team rostering and starting a biological male on their roster. And then we went to artificial artificial sweeteners, erythritol, causing blood clotting and cardiac events. And now we're finishing on this topic of neuromuscular plasticity. And the cool thing when we talk about plasticity is we're not just talking about neuromuscular plasticity when we talk about the entire body, but we have the ability to change a lot in our bodies over time. And so we have this potential. And I think it's a unique potential, especially when we talk about kids and adults is nothing is ever off limits in terms of trying to improve. We can always try and strive to get better. And I think it's, it, it, it goes back to this intelligent design that God had for the human body that we are able to continue to improve. And that makes sport fun. That makes coaching fun. That makes training fun. The fact that we can see that improvement and the fact that we can continue to change even the bad habits that we have. And so if you're more interested in in some of this neuromuscular plasticity stuff, I highly recommend the talent code that Dan Coyle wrote, authored. And you can also look up, up, you know, tons of YouTube videos on it in terms of this idea of changing motor patterns. If you listened to our show a long time ago, not a long time ago, but about, I don't know, eight, ten weeks ago with uh, Competing for Christ, Ken Burke, uh, I have done an interview with him as well. So you can find that interview on the Competing for Christ podcast. Uh, It's about 30 minutes long. We continue some of the conversation that we had while we were on this show, uh, but we also touched some new topics and really address kind of the intermixing of uh, politics and religion and sport and how they combine impact our families and our kids. As always, if you are interested, if you need adult influences and role models in your kid's life, if you need adults in your kid's corner, check out Full Armor Sports Teams. Dot com. You can find information about our swimming program, powerlifting, softball, volleyball, all of the sports that we offer. We just got back from uh, a couple state championships, so, uh, senior state championships and age group state championships with our swimmers. And we are going up to Silver State uh, Championships this weekend. And so we've had some amazing results. We've had our athletes uh, hit best times, improve, make finals. Uh, it, it's been extraordinary to watch these young athletes with their love and passion for the sport of swimming continue to excel and push themselves. And so we are continuing to try every day to encourage our athletes to continue to get better 
And then as always, reminding our athletes consistently that they're competing for one another and for Christ and not for themselves. And so we love what we do. We love working with the kids in our programs. We're constantly looking to grow our teams and add more athletes and have a bigger, larger impact as a whole in this community. So if you wouldn't mind, please share this show. Please share Full Armor Sports Teams with your friends and your family. We would love to continue to do what we do and impact the Colorado Springs area. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, find our show on your favorite podcast provider. We will see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. This has been Faith Family Fitness with Coach Jason Lupo of Full Armor Sports Teams of Colorado Springs. Join him at the same time next week for Faith Family Fitness on The Word 100.7.